0: Welcome to Wealthion. I'm Wealthion founder Adam Taggart here with a quick video on a great story from rock and roll that has a lot of instructional value for today's investors. As everybody knows now, the egos of certain rock stars can be planet-sized, and few things symbolize this better than the outrageous requests they often make when on tour These requests are referred to as riders, and they appear in the contract a tour venue receives in advance of the artist's arrival. These contract riders specify the physical conditions that the singer or band requires to be in place before arriving to perform. This can be stage lighting settings, sound equipment, furnishings, all that kind of stuff. And these rider requests can get pretty funky, often extremely so when it comes to backstage perks that the performers want. For example, Eminem's contract asked for a wooden pond filled with koi carp to be placed in his trailer. Katy Perry demanded a chauffeur who wouldn't speak or make eye contact. Mariah Carey insisted on 20 white kittens and 100 doves. Iggy Pop wanted seven dwarves, Slayer wanted 50,000 bees, and Motley Crue a submachine gun. One artist even asked for a great white shark, if you can believe it. The practice of making these kinds of outrageous demands stems from a rider that the band Van Halen inserted into their contract for their 1982 world tour, which insisted on a bowl of M&Ms be provided backstage but with all of the brown M&Ms removed. As this image of the actual writer shows, the band, the band was very explicit in its seriousness about this. Of course, once the media got whiff of this, it had a field day roasting the band's narcissistic chutzpah. A new high-water mark of diva capriciousness had been established, which quickly became legend, and subsequent performers have been trying to top it ever since. But as crazy as it sounds, Van Halen's No Brown m ms Rider had nothing to do with Caprice. There was a solid rationale behind it. In fact, it's quite brilliant. Van Halen's 1982 World Tour was a massive production involving a tremendous amount of gear and technical complexity. The contract the band sent in advance to venues was so thick due to all the details was in it, it was referred to as the Chinese Yellow Pages. Now, compliance with the requirements in the contract could have had serious consequences that could have ruined the show or even jeopardized lives. So when the band rolled up to its next venue, it needed a quick way to determine if the stage crew there had complied with all of the specifications within its contract. And that's why the no brown M&M's rider was inserted. The band could simply hop off the bus and check the candy bowl. If they found brown M&M's, they knew the contract hadn't been carefully read, and then they'd immediately call for a full-line check of the entire set. As lead singer David Lee Roth detailed in his autobiography, Van Halen was the first band to take huge productions into tertiary third-level markets. We'd pull up with nine 18-wheeler trucks full of gear, where the standard was three trucks max. And there were many, many technical errors. Whether it was the girders couldn't support the weight or the flooring would sink in or the doors weren't big enough to move the gear through, the contract rider read like a version of the Chinese Yellow Pages because there was so much equipment and so many human beings to make it function. And so as a little test, in the technical aspect of the rider, it would say article 148, there will be 15 amperage bolted sockets at 20 foot spaces, evenly providing 19 amps, that kind of thing. But article number 126 in the middle of nowhere was, there will be no brown M&Ms in the backstage area upon pain of forfeiture of the show with full compensation. So when I'd walk backstage, if I saw a brown M&M in that bowl, well, line check the entire production. Guaranteed you're gonna arrive at a technical error. They didn't read the contract. Guaranteed you'd run into a problem. Sometimes it would threaten to just destroy the whole show. Something like literally life-threatening. Man, that's genius. Through its rider, the Bandit created an easy to monitor and trustworthy indicator. No brown M&Ms, and the show is set up likely to go smoothly. But if otherwise, then you don't perform until the entire venue is scrutinized for other missed requirements. The lesson to take from Van Halen's wisdom is that having good indicators is key to achieving success. And this is extremely true for the world of investing, where you're deploying capital based upon an expected future return. How do you determine when it's a good time to enter into an investment? And once in it, how do you monitor the conditions supporting your rationale for holding it? Are those changing? And if so, are they getting better or worse? And when should you exit the position? For all of these questions, the better the indicators you use, the more accurate and informed your decision-making will be and the better your returns as an investor will be. So, as I've been preparing for Wealthion's upcoming online conference, which is now just a few days away this coming Saturday, I've been asking a number of Wealthion's experts guests to share their own brown M&Ms. What are the key shortcut indicators that they're looking at to get a quick bead on what the market's telling them? Now, here's an example from John Rubino.
1: One of the best indicators of the peak of a cycle is the is RV sales, you know? RVs are these big houses on wheels that uh, that are, are patently absurd, but that uh, people tend to buy um, when things have been good for a long time and they bought their other toys. You know, they have their motorcycle and their jet ski, um, and their big truck, and uh, anything else you can think of, and then they buy an RV, right? And that that usually, um, signals the peak of a cycle when lots of middle-class people um, have had it so good for so long that they think something as ridiculous as an RV is a good thing to own. Um, And when when sales peak, that's um, usually followed by a slowing economy, um, tipping into a recession, and then a crash in RV sales. And that's when you want to buy your RV at the bottom of a cycle. um, When everybody who bought at the top of the cycle is having to dump their uh, their big toys for pennies on the dollar. So anyhow, where are we now? Um, We're actually in an interesting place because the RV indicator did something unusual this time. Uh, It was rising and rising and rising. You know, our RV sales were were peaking towards the end of the previous decade, 2018, 2019, which implied that we were heading um, into a recession in the not too distant future. Um, But then something interesting happened. The pandemic hit and house prices just kept on going up uh, and RV sales continued to rise, but not because optimistic people were were buying more silly toys and ending with their their RV purchase, but that people were so shocked and uh, and so traumatized by high house prices and the pandemic lockdowns um, that... RVs became the um, the last stop on the way to homelessness for a lot of people. So people kept buying them because they couldn't afford houses. Well, um, now things are getting back to semi-normal, and uh, so we can probably treat the RV indicator as um, as we used to treat it, instead of some kind of pandemic housing bubble-related distortion. Uh, and we can see that they're starting to roll over again. Our RV sales are crashing, in fact. And that implies that the economy is also getting ready to roll over. So um, according to this indicator, um, next year, 2023, will probably be a recession year. And if not, it'll be at least a dramatic slowdown year. Um, So we'll see. Pretty interesting,
0: right? Well, we've got many more of these brown M&M indicators from experts like Sven Henrik, Rick Rule, Simon Hunt, Grant Williams, Lynn Alden, Alf Pecatiello, Matt Taibbi, Brent Johnson, and Nick Gurley. A video including all of them will be shared with everyone who registers for the on Conference this coming Saturday. And speaking of the conference, it's nearly here. So if you've been procrastinating, now is the time to register. Don't worry if you can't attend the live event on Saturday. Replay videos of all the presentations and the Q&A, as well as the brown M&Ms video I just mentioned, will be sent afterwards to everyone who registers. And in terms of timing, we literally couldn't have planned it for a more timely moment. With inflation still raging, the bear market resuming, and recession looming, more investors than ever are asking, how are we supposed to safely navigate our wealth through such an environment? That's exactly what our experts will be addressing at the conference. And as a reminder, our, all, our all-star our all faculty includes former Federal Reserve senior economist Lacey Hunt, who will provide his predictions for future Fed policy and its implications. We'll have analyst Lynn Alden giving her outlook on the financial markets. Grant Williams and Stephanie Pomboy will explain which of inflation, disinflation, Deflation or stagflation or some combination thereof is most important for investors to position for right now. Alf Pecatiello will explain what bonds, the smartest capital market are telling us about the coming future. Award-winning journalist Matt Taibbi will reveal whether the excesses and abuses that he's seeing in the media and on Wall Street today are dangerously close to the same conditions that preceded the 2008 global financial crisis. And currency expert Brent Johnson, who coined the dollar milkshake theory, will assess if the U.S. dollar will continue its rise against other currencies and what repercussions its movements will continue to have. And housing analyst Nick Gurley will provide a real-time update on the unfolding correction in the residential real estate market, as well as his assessment for how low it could go next year. Doomburg is going to report on the current global energy crisis, whether that's going to improve or worsen next year and what its impact on markets is most likely to be. We'll have natural resources investor Rick Rule covering hard assets, including the sectors and companies that most have his interest right now. Mike Maloney will give his price forecast for gold and silver and Jeff Clark will provide his latest outlook on the mining companies. And in addition to those presentations, we'll have live Q&A throughout the day with as many of these experts whose schedules allow them to to participate. So you'll have the chance to ask them directly whatever questions you care about most. And we'll also have Wealthion's endorsed financial advisors, Lance Roberts, Mike Preston, and John Lodera on hand throughout the day to answer any and all questions you'd like to ask them about investing. Now, all of this is happening this Saturday, September 24th. So if you haven't registered for the event already, go now, I mean right now, to Wealthion.com conference and sign up as you can tell i'm extremely excited for saturday's event it's shaping up to be our best one yet and i look forward to seeing you there thanks so much for watching and for all you do to support this channel and don't forget to head over to wealthyoncom conference to register take care everyone